0: Hey guys, this is David. We wanted to let you know about an exciting opportunity we don't want you to miss out on. We are hosting our annual Awaken Conference Labor Day Weekend in Dallas, Texas. Join 4,000 other young adults from all over the country and world to be a part of seeing an awakening of the hope of the world, which is the church of Jesus in our generation. Go to theporch.live to get a ticket before they sell out. Hope to see you at Awaken 2022.
1: Welcome to Views from the Porch, a lifestyle podcast where we have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges young adults face today. Our desire is to use God's word in our experience leading thousands of young adults at the porch to challenge you, push you, keep it real with you, and walk alongside you as you navigate your defining years as a young adult. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live or follow us on social media. And with that, here's this week's episode.
0: What's up guys, this is David back with another episode of Views from the Porch. With Mr. J.D. Rogers. What up? And Mrs. Becca Kepto.
1: What up?
2: Kepto Bismol.
0: Kepto
1: Bismol. No, I feel wow. like. Wow. I hate when people call me that. And oh. Be- is that a Becky. thing? Yeah, people in high school always used to be like. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, wow. That's my B.
0: Man.
1: Kepto, Pepto, Pepto, and then Kepto Klepto. Mm. Like, y'all oh. need, y'all need to get some new jokes. Wow,
0: I wonder why they'd call you. anyways, what are we talking about here? Well, Klepto, she said
2: that that hurt her feelings, Mm. and he said, "I wonder why they call you that." And now Uh. I'm saying we're talking about he's, she's, they's, and them's, Mm.
0: and z's and zers,
2: pronouns. Mm. It's LGBTQIA. Pride Month. Have you all? Did y'all know that? Yeah, I did. they added I two more letters? Did not know that. Yep, and um, I thought it was even more than that.
1: What are the two letters that they added stand for?
2: I actually could not tell you. I just saw it the other day on a on a list. We should wow. Google that.
0: Yeah, I'm looking it up. Um, LGBTQIA plus, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, asexual, and ally. Ow. That's a lot.
2: (laughs) Yep. Um, Point is, it's the month. It's Pride Month, and a lot of questions are coming into our DMs, into our inbox, just asking now more than ever. I think a lot of young Christians that are in the young professional world are intersecting with... um, This lifestyle, this culture, Mm -hmm. and in the name of pride, they are being faced with the challenges of how do I love my coworkers while also not condoning what they're doing? Mm -hmm. And is it right? Is it wrong? I think now there's a lot of resources that people are saying that um, it's... The stuff you see in the Bible, like it's a misinterpretation against homosexuality. There's just so much out there that's causing confusion. Yeah, a, a more and more churches now are kind of like flying the rainbow flag, so now churches are getting behind it. So it doesn't mean that actually the Bible is illegitimate on this discussion. There's just so much, but I want to narrow in specifically on pronouns because I think now we're in a day and age where even like kids, I've seen videos on TikTok and stuff where like kids in school are being taught on how to properly use pronouns and now like it's an activity where you ask your you know you're you're six and you ask a fellow classmate what do you prefer to be called and they're like teaching them how to like ask that and then teachers are doing the same they're here's how i want you to call me as a teacher it's and then now in the workplace um people are being demanded like hey yeah you can't yeah call them by a gender you must call them by more of a, like a pronoun, the, a them, they, and then now on Instagram, you even can go on and put your pronoun to like, just again, what you prefer to be called. So all of that to say, I think how should Christians think about pronouns and do they, is it something where I think a lot of people find themselves like, so I'm even in a target lady working at target, um, Hey, ma'am, I prefer you not call me that, she said. And I was like, oh. And I immediately remember feeling like sweaty, like I felt like I just offended someone. Yeah. And I think even as a Christian, you don't want ever to make someone feel that. So, how do I both go? I'm, do I apologize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're all about grace, love, mer- like
0: meeting people where they're at. So it just gets really blurry. Totally. I think, so a couple things to start the conversation. One, as believers, we're called to allow our speech to be seasoned with salt, full of grace, and to approach people with gentleness and respect and let everything we do be done in love. And so I would first say, um, there's kind of like three answers to that. There's the... And there's multiple facets of kind of why it matters because the Bible says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and those who look basically say what is false and call it the truth. And I think this conversation is a reflection of how our society is abandoning truth. And God's, um, can, one of the ways that God shows his wrath against a people group is not with lightning bolts from the sky, but is him handing them over to let them chase after. That's what Romans one says, that the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness from heaven um, and seen in that men and women and people are handed over to what is unnatural and what is not true. It's what Romans chapter one says. And so I think that's what's happening in our society. And as you abandon truth, of course, you're going to continue to unravel and go, hey, you know, gender's not actually a thing. I'm non-binary. It's a made-up. It's a social construct. And at some point in the conversation, the terms for sex and gender got detached. Mm-hmm. And it was, man, your biological sex is one thing, but your gender is a construct. That is not a biblical idea, that those are two separate things. Hey, you can be born biologically. Your sex is male, but your gender is female. Mm-hmm. Now, how we approach and when we approach and how we engage in those conversations is really important. The degree of our relationship with a person is really important. Our end goal is to not um, pick a fight, but to win someone over. And our end goal is to not make a point, but to make a difference and to care for someone well. And so should you, to the random person at Target who says, I prefer that you not call me ma'am, Well, one clear alternative would be call her or call them their name. Because there are times where you legitimately don't know, is this a male or a female? And Mm -hmm. I've at least had those moments. And that's not even a transgender thing. It just is like, I'm not sure right now, especially during COVID when everyone's wearing a mask and, you know, um, different hairstyles look different ways. And you're like, you just excuse me and ask a question. And in the same way, I think that, you know, if she preferred not to be called ma'am, then you could say, "What, what was her name? Like, do you know? No. Whatever well, you would call it. Like, what if
1: the person is obviously a man, but their name tag says Emily? Yeah, I think— it's a whole other conversation, because I feel like that's becoming more common these days, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think a name is describing what, um, what or who you're talking about. A pronoun is describing what or who someone is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a name is essentially a title, a pro, a description of who we're talking about. A pronoun is a description of who or what something is. Does that make sense? Yeah, and so yeah. that's where I think it, there's a big difference. And this is where I think as believers, the degree of relationship, and I think you've got to walk, surrender to the spirit. Because some people would say, hey, um, I'm just going to go along with it because it's the most loving thing to do is just, I'm just going to call her ma'am and I'm, uh, I'll move on from there because I can't see her name tag. And other people would have the conviction, no, I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask them their name and get to know them and apologize for offending them and make sure they know that wasn't my heart, but I'm not going to endorse something that's false and that God says is not true. And I think different people are going to have differences of opinion on that. But I think if it's someone that you are passing, uh, the obvious solution every time is to just call someone by their name. If Becca came and she was like, hey, my pronouns are he, him. And, uh, from now on, I prefer to go by that. The easiest solution is just to go Becca or just call you by your name. And if you ask to be called by a different name, that, that happens. Like JD is short for John David. If tomorrow he showed up and was like, man, I want to go by, or wh- who's somebody that we know that has like a nickname? Like they always go by that nickname, not just their initials.
2: Um, uh, now that you asked me, I'm not going to be able to think of anyone.
0: Like, you know, like there's people you grew up with. It's like, he goes by Rocky and his name's actually Kevin, Yeah. But, um, and so I think that's less important. But when it comes to pronouns, that's where
1: Villy. Yeah, His
0: name's Eric. Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta be honest and say, Man, am I endorsing something here that God says is not true? Mm-hmm. And is there a way for me to affirm and love them, but it's not loving to endorse something that's not true, and that is um, a dysphoria that they struggle with.
1: I think some people would say that you are endorsing it if you don't if you give into it and just call them by their pronoun that they want to be called by. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to them?
0: I would say, wait, someone is endorsing it if you call them by their pronoun, not by their name? Like if you said, I want to be he, him, and um, somebody was a Christian and said, okay, I'm going to call you he, him. Some
1: people would say that you're technically endorsing because you're not standing up and saying that you're not okay with that, with calling them that.
0: Yeah, that would be my opinion Mm-hmm. and why I would not be comfortable doing that is because I would be endorsing something unnecessarily because I can just call them by their name. Right. And I would be endorsing something that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I would be contributing to the societal endorsement of looking at something and saying it's not true or saying something that's not true is true.
1: That makes sense. But what would
0: y'all say?
2: No, I'd, I would actually just have another question in that. and talking about endorsement. What... What about if I work somewhere that mandates that you have to call someone by their preferred pronoun, but like, let's say it's like corporate. So there's a lot of people and you can kind of like just stay away from Mm -hmm. those people and you don't actually ever have to like do the act of, you can kind of like slide around not ever having to call someone by a pronoun that's not really who they are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Is staying at that company that is enforcing that endorsing That belief, like, should you leave the company?
0: I mean, that answer may be different for everybody. I wouldn't say, hey, if somebody uh, believes that or endorses that or... um, Because more and more companies, that's... Oh, that's that's for sure the reality. That's the
1: norm these days, I would say. Yeah, it's
0: like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I would say... um, Like, you won't have a job. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think there's a lot of things within corporate America that you're not endorsing by staying there. That Mm -hmm. they may, uh, you know, there's toxic work environments everywhere that have unhealthy workaholic habits or coworkers that are sleeping together and happy hours where people are getting way too wasted. And I think you can exist in that environment and not contribute to you can be salt, which is a preservative, as in it's slowing the decay and the the ways that's spiraling out of control. You can be salt and light in that environment and not contribute and not endorse it. But what would y'all say? But I think somebody if somebody has that conviction that hey, I'm I'm leaving over this, whatever doesn't proceed from faith is sin. And so they can yeah. follow that conviction.
1: I've actually been in situations like this before, back when I did work in corporate. And I think it's hard because now working in ministry, it's easy to say something like, mm-hmm. yeah, you should speak up. But when you're actually in it and one of your coworkers is saying that she wants to be called T and you do work closely on a team with them. So or it's they're not- your boss. Exactly. And so when you're in it, in a corporate environment, you almost feel like, well, A, if the company says that you have to respect and not discriminate discriminate against people, you don't really have an option. And then if you choose not to, you look like such an outlier and like you're disrespectful to them Mm -hmm. because everyone else calls them that. And so with me, I always felt super uncomfortable and I just like went with it because I didn't want to put myself in a position where I looked disrespectful to that person. But how I always used to operate in corporate was figuring out other ways and how I live my life that I could be a light in that dark place And so I didn't feel like at the time that I was endorsing it by calling them by their pronoun. I didn't feel like it was a way of endorsing that that was okay if I was using other areas of my life to bring light to me being a Christian and to try to like speak into their lives in other ways. And so for me, that's what I worked. I wouldn't say that's going to work for everybody, but I do think it's way more difficult when you're in this situation and actually like facing it on a daily basis and don't know how to totally interact with people.
0: What would have happened if you just said they?
1: To the person?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're talking to Betty, you just say Betty. Right. Like, like I I don't ever use your pronoun right, right. when I'm talking with you. I, say I think it
1: was more so um, conversationally in meetings because you do it a lot without realizing it using pronouns. And so it was just something that I had to start being cognizant of in a really weird way, which sounds crazy to people who work in ministry, but when you are in corporate and you're told you have to call people by their preferred pronouns, so when I'd be talking about this person or referring to them in a meeting, and if I would accidentally slip up, they would correct me, and I wasn't going to like stop the meeting in front of everybody else and say, oh, like I actually don't agree with that. So I just went along with it and would be like, oh, I'm sorry, and keep going.
2: Well, I think that's why we're having this conversation, yeah. because yeah. you can then go home and feel guilt, right. and you can wonder am I a bad Christian? Or like you can hear like the Daniel series and think, oh, am I not like standing firm in a fallen world because of this? But then also you read about Jesus and the way that he did ministry and the way people that were like sinners and like adulterers and all this, thing, how they felt with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think Jesus would have called them by their name. I do think that that's how he would have like, he would have seen them mm-hmm. and been like, I see that five-year-old scared little girl that was hurt or, you know, whatever, call them by their name. without And they're like, how do you know my name? Like, that's what he was proving to them. He was like, I know you. Yeah. But I also think, I don't know, whenever someone that you don't know and, and like, they don't know you and you want to represent Christ to them. And let's say that like, you're in the target and, or you're at the, in the office and they like, are like, please don't call me that. You're, it's so natural to feel like the loving thing to say back is, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? Like, but then you wonder after, should I be sorry? Because it's not even, you just feel crazy. Cause you're like, you are a woman or you are a man. Mm-hmm. And so why am I apologizing? And is that, cause then you see some Christians leaders specifically that are like very, very, on the side of, um, how do I say this? Like, no, you don't apologize. You tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. You tell them what they need to hear. And it's almost like, cause a day is coming where Jesus is coming back. The most loving thing you can do is tell them the truth mm-hmm. and tell them to repent. And you're like, Oh, that's not at all. What felt natural to do in that moment <laughs> for totally. me.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that, again, the level of relationship depends. This is why when Jesus says you need to be wise as serpents, innocent as doves, it's a very different thing if we're talking about Bruce Jenner right now, who's Caitlyn Jenner right, and identifies himself as transgender. It's very different from that and that's removed to a coworker sitting next to me. At the same time, I still would go back to, I think there's a way for you to do it in a loving, gentle, respectful way that does say, man, I'm sorry, my heart was not to insult you by using that pronoun and calling them their name and using the third person pronoun of they, or they, which we honestly do all the time. When, uh, you know, if a girl on our team is meeting us for lunch, um, let's go without them. Let's go without them is just as frequently used as let's go without her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. So I would still come back because I do think there's a level in which we need to be cautious as believers into which ways we are endorsing something that is not true through our words and through our actions and be sensitive and cautious of that, of the alternative within your environment. Because you were saying, hey, I didn't do that. And I'm asking, what would have happened if you said they? Because again, almost always they're not present. So if I said, let's go without them or when they get here, we can end up leaving or going on, what would have happened?
1: Yeah, I don't think anything would have happened. I think it was just the moments where I wasn't, I was just in conversations and I wasn't thinking about it. And I referred to them like that in a meeting or something and like that type of situation. Um, But I do think like what you're saying and get the advice that you're giving about kind of just selecting your words and being cognizant of what your words you're using can be an easy way around that. My fear has always been if I speak up with around in a group of people that aren't Christians, if they have little to no interactions with Christians in my Their one glimpse of inside of how Christians interact with people is me speaking up um, almost in how they would perceive as a disrespectful manner. I wonder if that would keep them from coming to church, which is truly like something I've always just like dealt with with working in corporate. I never wanted to be somebody that would push them even further away from church. And so what advice would you give to our listeners who are in work environments and they feel like they want to like love their coworkers or love maybe their friends, but... They don't really know how to do that without pushing them further away from church if they want to say something.
0: Yeah. I think that they want to do whatever conversation they have in a loving, gentle, respectful way. And am I saying that in that meeting, you should have stopped and said, hey, I'm not going to do that. That's sin. All of you are going to hell. You need to repent. Mm-hmm. No. I'm saying if somebody's asking you to do something that's not true or asking you to use like... Um, if, here's where this is going to get really interesting is in a legal sense, there's a way in which a company could get sued for doing the opposite of what every company is doing right now and demanding use of pronouns because it's an infringement on in America on the freedom of speech where I can't demand you guys call me your majesty from now on. And if mm-hmm. you say David and I say, nope, it's your majesty. Mm-hmm. And I can't make that demand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that there likely is probably going to be some backlash that we're going to see if companies do take, do enforce um, consequences on their employees that won't go along with what their conviction tells them is not true. But I still wouldn't go about it to try to win. The goal is not to win and tell that person, no, I'm not going to call them that. The goal is to represent Christ, like you're saying, to be loving, to follow your, your conviction. And you may pull them aside and say, hey, based on what I believe, I'm not comfortable calling you him, but I'd love to call you Kyle. Right. Or is that okay? It just would violate my conscience. And I don't mean to disrespect you in that. It just is a violation of what I believe. Or, and people may disagree and they may go, hey, I'm willing to call him him and I'm going to do so and make sure that he knows I'm doing that not to validate that being real, but as a sign of respect. Yeah. I just think that we have to be really cautious anytime that we are validating. Here would be another example where we all would, would not do this. If somebody demands that I validate that Buddha or that um, Islam and Allah is a way to heaven and a real God, I can't do that because it's not true. It violates what I believe is true. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think in a very similar way, if somebody's asking you to validate something that is not true, that contradicts what you believe is true, then we have a responsibility to be really thoughtful and innocent as doves, wise as serpents cautious and careful with our language and cognizant of how our words could potentially be endorsing something that's not true
2: did y'all just see there's like a bunch of posts about the three baseball guys the Rays players yeah who stood up to not wear like rainbow i think it was Yeah. yeah
1: so the i'm from the tampa bay area and we have one of the biggest pride parades every single year. And I know the Rays organization has gotten heavily involved in that. So every single June, they have Pride Month. with They have jerseys. They come out with the logo and rainbow. And I know I just saw in the news, like you were saying, a couple of the players refused to wear those jerseys, and they wore their traditional jersey because they said because of their Christian faith, it's in it a line with their beliefs. So I think that kind of opens another conversation, which maybe you want to tackle in either this episode or another one, but with this being Pride Month and more companies leaning towards being accepting towards the LGBTQIA community, um, and they're hosting events that are maybe required, or I know a lot of companies have like Pride Days and they give their employees shirts to wear with rainbows, their logo on it. And so when you're asked to participate in things like those and things like that, do you not participate, or like what do you do in that situation?
0: I think it just depends on what you're being asked. What are you going to say?
2: Yeah, I think it's... Well, one, I was just going to say that those three guys, if you go look at, like, what they responded with, it's a really good example of people who responded Mm -hmm. as salt and light and with wisdom, but also innocence. Like, it was like, man, our biggest desire is that no one... Like, everyone feels love from us. But we have to stand up for this. And it's so interesting. Like, other religions, like... um, Religions that require women to wear a um, burqa? Burqa, or um, is it hijab? Yeah, hijab. Yeah. yeah, like people are like, oh, that's so beautiful. People boost that in their religion. Yet we say, hey, my Christian religion, like, because what if a company was like, you can't work here with that on, you have to take it off?
0: No question, yeah. It
2: would be like, oh my gosh, how dare you contradict their religious beliefs and convictions? Yet Christians are like, hey, because of my religious beliefs and convictions, my God would tell me I cannot wear that. Yeah, And we're like, your God is a hater. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting. And and Jesus predicted it. He said, remember when the world hates you, they hated me first. And it's so funny also how many other religions don't require or don't allow homosexuality.
0: Oh, no question. I yeah. mean, it's like in every embassy... That is in a um, majority Islamic nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me back up. This week at the embassy outside the Vatican, which is where the Pope is, the United States embassy is flying the pride flag, which is a direct, like, to the Catholics, um, whatever the appropriate way of saying, screw you. Mm -hmm. In every embassy that is in a majority Islamic nation, there is not going to be a single embassy that is going to fly that pride flag because... While we're comfortable criticizing Christianity, we're not comfortable criticizing the, to your point, the hostile uh, ways that other religions are antagonistic towards homosexual community. Mm -hmm. Christians are not even, hopefully, called to be, well, we're not called to be antagonistic at all. We're called to love and care for, but we can't endorse something that's not true. So, to your point exactly, it is so interesting, which is why I think, and this sounds crazy, But I think when the Bible says this world's under the prince of the power of the air, like Satan is involved, there's a clear part of this agenda that because it's not hostile to um, Islamic nations, this LGBTQIA+, but it for sure is against Christians. Because anything that's going to promote a false god is okay, which would be Islamic, but anything that's going to tear down the one true God, which is Jesus, is going to be attacked and attacked. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, it's time to wrap up. I think we could keep going, but just to recap what I'm hearing you say in this particular thing involving how to respond to people requesting their proper pronoun or what they deem their proper pronoun. Mm -hmm. um, It sounds like you're saying that there are different people who lie on different convictions completely and you need to honor one another in your convictions, but also there is a way that you can speak truth in love And it's really not about what you say in your response. The one thing you did say practically about what you can say is just call them by their name, um, which is a really helpful tool, but it's really about how you live like towards that person that will do a lot of the talking for you as a Christian. That's what you're called to do first and foremost. So I don't hear a side that's saying bow out and take the easy route and conform. I also don't hear a side that's saying, you know, tell everyone they're going to hell and that God hates them because of what they believe. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard conversation and it's a hard thing to navigate, but I'm glad we're having it.
0: Yeah. And if we miss something or you have a question or um, another scenario, please as always email us at info, I N F O at the Infoinfo info, I N F O at the porch.live. That's it for me. Anything else? Nope. nope. See you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch.
1: Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch, follow us on social media or visit us at theporch.live. And as always, go in peace and love to serve the Lord this week.